Wonderful, sensitive, and intelligent. I, I, did I get all those you told me to give you? Yeah, uh, yeah, you got. I think you I got them all. You have the it tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh, okay, Doctor Angel Falzoni, PhD, licensed mental health counselor, and of course she didn't tell me to say that. I'm just being my silly self. So we are on a first show of a brand new year, Doctor Angel. Isn't I know. this exciting? This is so exciting. Wow, and uh, we are excited about the topic we're going to talk about, and we actually started it last week on New Year's Eve because it was New Year's Eve and going into the new year and all that. So we started this topic. Do you want to tell us what our topic is? We are talking about developing your life story. Your life story. Do we all have a life story, Doctor? We all do. So this is developing your life story part two? Part two. Right. Yes, it is. All right. And you can go back and hear part one here on the archives in the podcast. Go to Go Yard and you can find uh, part one from last week if you missed that. But it's really kind of cool to be doing this show with you. And you know, September of this year, Doctor, which is nine months away, we will hit our two year mark. I know. That's so <laughs> unbelievable. Can you believe that week after week we've been right here and having such a great time? Audience, we want to hear from you tonight. We are live in the studio in Tampa Bay. And we are also, we just found out our confirmed time on the weekends for StarcomRadioNetwork.com. If you have a pen, write that down. I'll give it to you one more time. At noon on Saturdays and Sundays. This show, this particular show we're doing tonight will air this coming Saturday and Sunday again. At noon, all you have to do is get on your computer and go to StarcomRadioNetwork.com and give it a second or two for it to pop up, and the show will be there at noon, Eastern Time, Saturdays and Sundays, and that is really cool. We came on board with Starcom about a year ago, and uh, so it's really nice to have that added uh, coverage for our shows, isn't it? Oh, that's it's been a wonderful journey. And they have just added some new cities. So they're up to about 34 cities across the United States and some different countries. So uh, wherever you are listening to us for this show, whether you are live right now with us in Tampa Bay or whether you listen this weekend on Starcom Media Network or later on our website, goyard2014.org, we're just glad that you're listening. That's what it's all about. We just love doing these shows. Why do we love doing these shows, Dr. Angel? Oh, we're helping people live the, the life with purpose and passion. Yes, there are you are. Those two words of yours, passion and purpose. You know, those really need like an applause or something, Bobby. <laughs> I don't know what those two words need. What is it? What, what is it we're doing, Doctor? One more time. We're helping people live their lives with purpose and passion. Oh, all right. There you go. That's all the adoring fans right here in the studio. 
<laughs> all right. Thank you, Bobby. Yes, we are. That's what it's all about. Go yard means hitting a home run. And so this show is all about hitting those home runs instead of striking out and becoming your best self. I love that whole concept that we kind of try our best to develop on the show. Don't you, doctor? Absolutely. You know, we all live life in the trenches and it's not always easy. Right. In fact, sometimes it can be really darn hard. And so sometimes we need a little extra help or encouragement. Right. Or just a reminder of our own strength and power. Right. So let's get right to it. If you want to text in right now during the show, you can do that on our Google text number that works 24-7, 365. That number is, get ready, got a pen, 727-888-4171. I'll give it to you again in just a minute. It's our Google text, 24-7, 365. You can send questions. We need to do another Q&A show here soon. You can send questions or comments, and that number is 727-888-4171. You can also call in during this show right now. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, and if it's Thursday night at (laughs) 6-something, where you are right here with us, then you can call live, and that's 727-441-3000. Otherwise, if you're listening on StarcomRadioNetwork.com, welcome all of our Starcom audience. We love you all. Okay, Dr. Angel, let's get right to it. Developing your life story. Why is it important to develop it? Why not just let it happen? Well, our life story is developing if we're actively participating or we're not. And so we're going to really get in the meat and potatoes of why later on. All right. Because it's really... it's. Uh, it's pretty important to get down to the whole why, and it's not just a single answer. But okay. our life story is developing, whether we're actively doing participating and making choices to develop it, or if we're just stepping back and letting it happen. So there are a lot of people in this world, probably, that just let life happen, right, Doctor? There are. You know, and then I, do, I see a lot of people who might really work to develop certain parts of their life story and then let the rest of them just happen. Right. And so maybe they're developing their career part of their life story or friendship parts of their life story, and then the rest of their life story is kind of going a little crazy. Yeah. It just, whatever happens, happens type thing. And then they're not happy, and they're not content, and they're not feeling fulfilled, and they're sad and anxious and depressed because things are kind of going awry. So it does have bad ramifications when we don't do any planning to develop our life stories. Is that what you're saying? It can have. Absolutely. And there are some exceptions to every rule. And there's some lucky people who sit back and let it happen. Always land on their feet. (laughs) It's a pretty darn good life story. And so. But for the most of us, we have to be purposeful. There you go. There's your word again. Intentional, right. So um, do we ever, I know it's January and, you know, the first week of January of 2016. And so it's always a good time for us to reflect and make some changes in our lives, right? Absolutely. It's a new beginning. And new beginnings kind of give us an opportunity to to make those changes we want to make and kind of give us that starting point. Right. Okay. And it's funny because at work, I notice everyone's goal, I guess, is to lose weight because their refrigerator is full of salad this week. <laughs> Next week, we'll be, they'll be going back out to eat their lunches, but right. this week, it's this all week salad. This week, it's salad. There you go. So do we ever take time, except for the first week or two of January each year, to look at our lives and say, here's where I want to be three months from now or six months from now or a year from now? Do a lot of people even do that, doctor? They don't. Okay. They don't. And you know, you're do- clinical. You're in the trenches every day yourself with counseling. Absolutely, I am. And so a lot of people don't do that. And um, 
And the thing is, when we're developing our life story, we're, we're not able to write this life story on hard concrete that this is all going to happen. No. Unknowns happen. No. But we can develop, we can start writing the life story of the things that we would like to see happen. Exactly. And then we have to take the unknowns as they come and help them fit into that right. story. A lot, so, of, well, a lot of times when we're in high school, we know that let's, let's say we want to get married and have a family or we want a career. Mm-hmm. We want to go to college. We want to complete a college education or uh, those kinds of things. But a lot of kids don't even know that in high school. They don't. Many kids start college and they undeclared majors. Right. In fact, I'm helping one of my sons fill out college application forms and you're not even allowed to be undeclared for some schools. Whoa. They want a declared major. Wow. And so, you know... That's part of developing our life story. Sure. And, you know, when I was a young parent, someone had once told me some words of wisdom that you're raising your children to be adults. Okay. So when they're one and two, everything I'm doing now is training them for adulthood. Oh, that's good. And so as I was thinking of what I let my children do or don't do, I was thinking of this big picture at, at the end of adulthood. Wow. Although they were one and two. Wow. And that has made a huge difference for them developing their story because they know their majors. They know where they're trying to go, at least for part of that journey. Mm -hmm. And so that's helped them along the way. And so it's kind of planning with a big picture in mind. Right. But taking the small everyday steps. Excellent. Like that. Okay. So it's important to to, uh, kind of sit down and take a minute and really ponder this. What do you want to be in 10 years, perhaps? Absolutely. Where, Where do you want to be in a couple of months? Where do you want to be at the end of this year? Um, 10 years, what is the next, you know, phase of your life? What do you want it to kind of look like? Right. Very, very important. All right. So, and it's not just what's your life going to look like, but who am I going to be? You know, that's different, isn't it? I mean, it's, they're interrelated, but who am I? What, what am I going to be like? Am I going to be a person of integrity? Am I going to be a person of just fly by night, whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it, or a person that gets in trouble all the time or, you know, it's just it seems to me a lot of people just let life happen is what I'm trying to say doctor they do they do let life happen and you're right we want to kind of think about those personal character traits that we would like to see in us that maybe we don't quite have fully developed we're working on it right and the thing is is there's just there's no arrival line really in writing our life story so if you're in your 50s or your 60s or your 70s I love the fact that there's some people and I've heard about them on TV that go back to college when they're in their 60s I mean because they wanted to finish a degree that is too cool that's amazing yeah and that is really amazing I have a therapist on staff who's just turned 83 years old today no way good for her and so that's that's just it our life story expires when our life is over okay so it doesn't matter where you are in your life story you can start working towards developing that. i like that point so that gives hope to people that they can be you know continue on and continue to develop who they are try new things i have a brother-in-law who listens to this show by the way quite a bit and he is one of those guys entrepreneur he's done all kinds of things but he started painting a few years ago on the wall in one of the rooms of their houses, or their house they lived in, for their grandkids, a playroom. And he started painting 
like none of us knew that he had this talent and here he is i don't know what age at that point but close to my age and he drew this huge little you know animals on the wall now he's done it in another house in another room for the grandkids it's all the excuses of grandkids which is great but it is just he's developed this creative creative talent that i don't know if he knew it was there or not if so he never told any of us until just a few years ago that's amazing Isn't and that a cool? lot of us we have these hidden talents or yeah. these hidden gifts that we might know or maybe think that are there but we're not developing them right and so that's an amazing thing to get to do is develop some of our hidden talents so you would encourage that at all uh, no matter what age you are oh absolutely try I to, inclo- and encourage exploring because maybe yeah. you have a talent you don't even know you have yet right or a gift that you have that you don't even know and right. so sometimes we just got to try new things yeah but you know that's scary for a lot of people doctor it can be very scary and it can be very rewarding and you can't go into it thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to be successful at everything I try, but I'm going to try it. Right. Some things may not fit you, but at least try. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, so who are you going to be in your life story? Talk to me about that, doctor. You know, that's a good question because we talked about at the top of the hour where are you going to let, are you going to be this active participant? Or are you going to be this passive audience member? Right. And so you get to decide, am I going to be proactive? Am I going to be empowered? Am I going to be committed to growing and to move forward in my life? Or am I just going to sit back and let my life go by and, you know, what happens, happens. Right. Que sera, sera. (laughs) And a lot of people, that's where they are, sadly. So our purpose tonight is to cause people to think a little, maybe, about that they can become more involved with their life story. Absolutely, they can be. And so we... Well, I want to encourage people to stop sitting in the audience chair of their life. Right. And get up and start becoming that proactive, that empowered person. It's not never too late to start a new sport or, or whatever. Absolutely. Whatever it might no. be. Never too late to try something new. And to start working on your life story. Okay. So what are you going to be? So that's our question, audience. Uh, what are you going to be in your life story? Yeah. What kind of a part are you going to play? What role? Passive, aggressive, whatever. A lot of times, doctor, isn't it based on people's outlook on life? I mean, people can look at life. We've said this many times. In fact, Lori Zook has a show here and, and others talking about that, that half empty, half full type you know, concept to life, you know, the glass that's half empty or the glass that's... It can be. Um, There's a rule of thumb that people who tend to have more of a half empty approach don't try much. They're they're taking more of a passive role and kind of letting things happen. And it's not just based on that either, though. It's based on how you interpret your world. Okay. Um, Am I interpreting my world as I'm powerless? Right. Or am I interpreting my world as, okay, this happened, what can I do about it now? Instead of just letting, especially bad things that happen to us in life, a divorce, let's say, give an example, a divorce that hits a lot of people very hard, especially a person in the, in the marriage that didn't see it coming, whatever. Uh, yes, they can get blindsided. It can be very, very painful, and it can be debilitating for a period of time, don't you think? Oh, I've known people who've been divorced 20 years, and you would have thought it was two months ago. Yeah. Because they just get stuck in that. They don't move forward. They don't grieve it, and they're stuck. And now life is just going to happen because this happened. Nothing else good could ever happen to me. Right. And we we need to do a show on grieving it because that is really a good way to get out of being stuck in the mud, you know, of a situation, don't you think? 
Yes, it is. Learning how to to let go of it. And we just did a couple shows on learning to let go, and those were fun shows. So, um, all right. So what do we really believe? Uh, it Doesn't that have a lot to do with whether or not we develop a, a positive life story or whether or not we just allow life to pass us by? It has a lot to do with a lot of aspects of our, our life story, not just how we develop it, but what we believe is based on what we're doing. We, okay. we put our actions, our time, our finances, our energy, and what we believe. Okay. So what about the person who really talks a good talk? They profess to, I'm going to do this. I've known people like that. I'm going to get my PhD, you know, and they're, you know, not even working that way. There's a lot of all. people who will talk it, will yeah, talk that's about I mean. it, will profess, you know, society says, you know, our family should be important. So I'm going to profess my family is important, but I never, I'm not spending time with them. Or uh-huh. I'm not. So okay. your actions are going to show what you believe. So if you're not sure what you believe, where are you spending your money, your time and your energy? Oh gosh, that we need to write those exactly down. what you believe. All right, audience, if you have a pen, let's write that down. There we go. There's the bell. Okay. Where are you spending your money? Okay. Where are you placing your time? What are you doing with your energy? Because those are valuable things that we have. We're finite beings as human, and those are limited. Okay. So that tells a lot about a person, doesn't it? What they value, what they put their money. For instance, you love cruises. I do. I've never been on one yet in my life. But you are the big, you could be the spokesperson for some, she could, Bobby, she could be the spokesperson. Cause, and when she goes, she takes everybody except me. But she takes everybody that she knows with her, her kids and their friends. And I mean, all kinds of people go on these big things that you do. You value this. But what I've heard you say is five days away at sea, there's a lot of bonding and a lot of good times, right, that happen? Yes, it is. And that's why I love I it. I tease you. But, I know you But do. there really is a purpose behind what you do, isn't there? And that's showing that I do value family. And that's a great opportunity for my family to bond because we don't bring the electronics. We don't. And we have a lot of quality time together. We're right. shutting off. We bring what we, who we can bring and what we want to, you know, the people we want to share that with. And we shut the rest off for five days or whatever the trip is. And. They're great times. And so right there, you're showing what you value. Mm-hmm. You're showing what you spent your money on mm-hmm. and what you spend your time doing. That's it. And so if we want to start looking at, if we're not sure, because a lot of times we'll profess the things that society says we should. Like? Like, I value my family. I value honesty. I value. And then we'll find, you know, these things aren't really happening in our lives. Right. That's not where our actions are going. Right. And so we need to find the difference, the incongruencies in our life, because that's what we need to start working on changing. So if we want to value family, then we're going to have to take steps to do that. Right. But if we're never home. Right. That's not one of the values that we really have. And maybe one we want to have. So that's where we can start developing our life story. So that's why I want you to look at what it is that you believe. Okay. So what you really believe is evidenced by your actions, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you spend money on your kids, on your family times? Are those important? Or is it, do you value instead a weekend with friends away, gambling all weekend, and there goes all that money, and the kids are left at home with a babysitter? Tells a lot, if that's the case. True, and so we want to look at that. And and also when we're looking at what we believe, our pasts have a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. Because it, it shapes and molds how we are, the glasses that we view our life through. And so what do we believe? So we can allow um, our, we can take the power 
to change how we interpret our past. Okay. Or how we view. We can't change the events of the past, positive or negative. It, they are what they are, but how we view it can be completely different. Let's go back to the example of a divorce. Okay, the person that lives back there in that hurt mm -hmm. and pain from, say, 20 years ago. And when you get to having this talk, you know, whatever, social time, they always go back to, oh, you wouldn't believe what he did to me or, you know, or what she did to me or, you know what I'm saying? And then you could take someone who've had the same event and say, you know what, that was the worst time of my life. But I learned to grow strength and there I, I built up a support yes. system of new friends yes. and I yes. learned I can do things that I never thought I could do. Right. Same event, same bad event. Right. How do we look at it? will tell us what we believe. And so looking at how we interpret our past and how we view ourselves in, re in response to our stories and how we live today as a result. And that says everything about us, doesn't it? How everything. we live today. I mean, really. I mean, it's not like we want to go around and judge people and that kind of thing, but especially those that are closest to us in our lives. It's obvious what they feel and what they believe, right? By what we see their life being played out. Absolutely. My life, your life, you know. And so many of us have a lot of negative things in our past. Well, and some sure, everybody can, does. Some of us sit and just let it overwhelm them and consume them and steal their, their present happiness and their future. Absolutely. Wow. And that, and if you are one of those, dear listener, listening tonight, and you're one of these that's been traumatized, I mean, and justly so, you have been traumatized by events in your life that maybe were out of your control, that happened to you. Um, I, I'm thinking the example of the person, the young kid that's molested and how that affects for a long time. But you can get help. We are blessed in this culture with therapists like you doctor and people like you that can help people that have been traumatized and seem to be stuck you know mm -hmm. what i mean just kind of stuck right there because the problem is if you're stuck you're really going to be going backwards you're you can't you're gonna, it's quicksand it it's quicksand you. you cannot go forward if you're stuck in all that so we encourage you find the help you need and um We've got a lot more to talk about here in the second half of this show. We want to invite you to call in if you want to comment or ask the doctor a question, something that she can help you with. 727-441-3000 is the call-in number. Bobby, our engineer tonight, will be answering the phone and pass you right in here to the studio. One more time, 727-441-3000. If you're listening to this show on Starcom Media, uh, I'm sorry, Starcom Radio Network. I got to get it right. StarcomRadioNetwork.com. The word media is no longer there. So StarcomRadioNetwork.com. Then you can't call in, but you can text in 24-7-365 to 727-888-4171. And we'll make sure that those questions and comments get to Dr. Angel and she will respond to you. And uh, Bobby, let's have a song. Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink.
There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my Independent Ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products, dot com. Is it time to consider a new pool enclosure or beautiful screen room for your family's enjoyment? Family owned and operated, Boils Aluminum is the place to call for timely installation of all types of seamless guttering and screen enclosures. Boils Aluminum is A-rated on Angie's list and with the Better Business Bureau. Check out their website at boilsaluminum.com or call today for a free estimate at 727-504-9354. Mention this ad for a discount on your project. Boils Aluminum, treating you like family with honest and reliable service. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. Dr. Angel and Bobby worked on the songs, and we got two great ones. So what is worth fighting for, Dr. Angel? We are having uh, part two of our series, Developing Your Life Story. What's worth fighting for, and what do we mean by that? I love that fight song. I know. It's so empowering. Makes you want to Yeah. Makes you want to succeed. It really does. Doesn't it? You know, because sometimes we need to fight for our life That's story. That's right. That's right. And for our life, or for what we want. And so... Is it worth fighting for? You know, sometimes we see conflict and that's it. That makes us kind of give up. Right. Because now we're going to have to fight when there's conflict. We're going to have to fight something if it's a, a system or a person or even ourselves or something we think or believe. There's some kind of fight happening or we wouldn't have a conflict. Right. And so is some it Some people are afraid of conflict, so, doctor. Right. So conflict happens and they're just like, oh, forget it. I'm done. Never mind. Yeah, Bye. and they just bail because I, I, maybe they think they can't win. They don't know how to do this thing, you know, but you, you learn to work through conflict it, with time and just you have to you have to do it you have to go work through we do it. it well and conflict is not completely a negative thing in no, our life no conflict can help our life move forward whoa that's a huge statement there bobby I, that really is yeah there you go he has a bell i have a bell they, oh whoa. Okay, conflict, say it again. It can help our life move forward. How? So, well, we can either let it move us forward or we can let it stop us. Because it's going to happen to one thing. We're either going to face that conflict and work through it and now grow strength, those muscles we talk about. Yes. And we're taking that next step towards our life story. Right. Or we just quit and give up and let it be the passive bystander in our life. Wow. But conflict is, it's a great thing at times. It doesn't feel like it when you're in it. Trust me, I get that. 
but looking at it, it gives us an opportunity to grow. Give me an example. Somebody out there in Radio Land is going, what is she talking about? What do you mean conflict? Oh, a conflict can could, could be all kinds of stuff. Okay, let's say, for example, money could be a conflict. Okay. Maybe you're saying, you know what, my life story, I really want to go to school or start a business, but we can't, we're living week to week. Guess what? Now we have a conflict. So now right. we might have to get outside the box. If I really want this life part of my story, what can I do to work around this conflict of there needing to support my family? Well, you know, sometimes there's grants that you can That's write right. for. Or sometimes yes. there's other people who might be willing to invest, or sometimes you can just start saving mm-hmm. and putting away to be able to do that. But you face that conflict and now you move forward. Or you could just say, you know what? I just, we can't do it. There's no money. Forget it. Bye. Right. Give it up. It's impossible. Don't you think, Dr. Angel, that a lot of people give up way too soon? Oh, they do. You know, they they see a problem, they see a stumbling block, and they don't try to think outside the box. It's just, oh, well, we can't do this, which goes back to that negative mindset, you know, that, that mindset that has no hope or vision. You know, there's a Bible verse says, without vision, my people perish. Absolutely. Okay? It's so true. And if we don't have vision, I mean, look at coaches, NFL, basketball, baseball coaches. They have a vision for a team that's going to win. They have a vision for a team that's going to succeed in this area and that area. If they didn't, they're no good as a coach, right? If they don't want Absolutely to win. Not. Right. Okay. And I think a lot of people get caught in that visionless uh, framework in their minds. Well, you know, they do. I don't, that's not the right way to put it. You can put it better no, no, than that. No, they do. I mean, one of the primary things you learn as a therapist is we have to have installation of hope, which is the same thing as your Bible verse. Without hope, we can't move forward. Okay, installation of hope. I like that. So when we stop, when we don't take that vision and we don't try to work it or get outside the box or yeah. be patient, maybe this isn't the moment for it to happen, but we don't have to lose sight of that. Maybe I can take small steps right. to help me get there. But I'm not going to be able to have that yet. That's okay. And a lot of times when a disappointment happens along that journey, whatever that journey is, it stops people in their tracks and they quit. They do. And I'll give you my life story real quick. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, As a little tiny girl, six six or seven, uh, my uncle and his wife, my aunt, were doctors. And I loved being around all that medical equipment. So from the time I was seven, I wanted to be a physician. Okay. Long story short, went to college, pre-med, and it was back in the 70s. And women didn't get into med school that were already married. And in my interview for the medical school in IU, um, the guy sat back in his chair and he was smoking a big cigar. So that tells you how long ago this was (laughs) right there in an office, you know, and he leans back and he goes, so you want to be a doctor? Yes. Tell me about it. And I told him my, what my vision, I've always wanted to be a pediatrician, blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, you've been married here two years already. Yes. Do you want children? Yes. And I was so young and naive. He said, how many do you want? I said, well, four or five. And he said, well, you will not be good in medical school. You have no value to us. You are not getting in. That was the end of my dream. That was the end of my dream. But I had already planned ahead because of the circumstances, got teaching courses so I could teach. My husband went to med school. I didn't. I was a biology and chemistry and Spanish teacher and found my niche and loved it. Loved being a high school teacher. But I had kind of had a contingency plan back there in case that didn't happen. And I can tell you now, I have no regrets. I love where I am in my life as a pastor, as a realtor, as a grandmother, a great-grandmother. I love what has happened in my life. But at that point, that could have been a life-changing. I didn't intend to tell you my life story, but there it is. It, it, it could have been a life-changing for the worse. 
situation. It sure could have. And, you know, that's what conflict does. Every time we have a conflict, right. this is either going to be an opportunity or a danger. Right. Yes. We're either going to let it give us an opportunity to, to right. maybe reroute our course or maybe do a little something different or get creative. Or it's the danger that's just going to stop us in our tracks and we're going to quit moving forward. Well, and, you know, for those out there maybe that are listening that have stopped with your vision, with your dream, you got to dream. You know, you got to dream. The Indians have that dream catcher thing. You remember? You know what I'm talking oh, yes about? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You want to, you know what it is. You want to talk about that? Well, because they hang them over their bed. They, they hang them over their bed. Have you, you know that about the Indians, American Indians? Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, like a, I don't know. It's just, it's a symbol. It's a symbol mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. hey, I want to dream a vision of mm-hmm. being something or whatever. Kind of cool. And um, it's their tradition. It's not something that I would say everybody go out and get a dream catcher. It's not like that. But it's something that that culture does right. to remind them when they go to sleep at night uh, that, you know, they're, let, let's dream for the future. Let's believe for something better. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We need to. to Did you find sure. something on your phone? I, I was looking for a quote and I, and I couldn't find it really quick. But um, there, there's a quote that kind of goes to the essence of um, the tragedy isn't that people make too big of dreams and don't attain them. The tragedy is people dream too small and attain that. <laughs> oh, that. There you go. That's great, Bobby. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that that'll work. <laughs> that'll preach. Okay, say that again if you can remember how you said it. It's it goes to the essence that the tragedy isn't that people dream too big and don't attain that. The tragedy is people dream too small and they do attain that. They do attain that. Wow. And so, Woo, don't be huge, afraid in our life story to dream yes. big. And there may be things we don't attain, but dream them anyway. It's okay. Right. Yes. And it's okay if you have to go to plan B like I had to do with my life. It's okay. I cannot, I have no regrets. I am happy with what God has done in my life all these years and what I've been able to do. But it was not become a physician, even though that's what I thought was all that I ever wanted to be. You know, I got to tell you this too, Mama Mac, is nothing that we, nothing that we go through in our life, nothing that we dream or miss or whatever is wasted. No, it's not Nothing is wasted. No. And that's the amazing thing about it. Right. And all of it is part of our life story. Yeah. Too cool. It's Isn't so it? so cool. It really all right. is. And so on the same track of, con- of conflict, we have to look at tension. Tension. Because tension hmm. can help us okay. discover what we believe or what we stand for. Explain that. Well, tension is that feeling of maybe more internalized conflict. Okay. And so that's when there's something that's kind of going against what we're thinking or doing. And so then we're forced to, we have to make change something right. to make our come back to homeostasis come back to an agreement or we're going to feel that stress okay because that's what tension is it's stress right and so when we have tension it kind of can give us an opportunity to say what it is i really believe and then we can say is this where i really want to be going or do i need to make a little correction it happened to my youngest son in college he always wanted to be a physician he thought like his dad and uh, a year and a half into DePaul, he calls me and he goes, Mom, I hate all this. I hate all these labs. I hate all this. I really can't see myself doing that anymore. I've changed. I want to be an attorney. Great. And he is a wonderful attorney and a law professor now. But he, I said, well, you're going to have to tell your dad. <laughs> and he said, that's okay. I'm going to face that because I don't want to continue on this path that I am not happy with that doesn't feel right. He said, it doesn't feel right for me. And he changed gears and look where his life is, very successful. 
as an attorney, as a law professor, because he had the courage. My youngest and that son does Mark, take courage. He yes. had the courage to say, "Okay, I know Dad wants me to do this, but I'm not going to do this. I'm going to follow my." my dream and my, that's an important point because our life story we have to be the authors of it and we can't let other people author our life story they may have suggestions or they might have input but ultimately sure. we own that life story right and so if we choose not to pursue a dream because it might disappoint people in our lives that was a choice we are making and so we don't to our own detriment to our own it, detriment the show that comes on after this gene we love him and he says that the perfect job is the job that it's not like a job at all find your passion is what gene says right and you'll never work a is day that right, in your Bobby? life that's, ex- that's exactly what he says and i think gene's running around the studio He's here right in the back, but <laughs> there, see, he wait a minute, there he is <laughs> there he is i'm talking about you brother I'm talking about you right now. <laughs> because when you do your passion, like Gene says, and you do that as your job, and it, it, everything falls in line. Yep, you, you never know? have to work because you're just doing what your passion is. So that's a big part of developing your life story. And, folks, we encourage you, listen to Gene right after here, uh, this show, because every week, because he talks about this, and he will encourage you to develop your passion. Find out what it is. Doctor, a lot of people don't even know what it is. No, they don't. They don't. I mean, if anybody would have told me when I was in pre-med and high school and everything, taking all those courses, that someday I'd be a high school teacher, I would have said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to be a doctor. You know, that's what I'm going to do. So I didn't really realize that, but it developed. It just happened. You it know? does. And our passions can change as we grow and develop. Exactly. And when I, the first, from the first week I was a teacher in Brownsburg High School in Brownsburg, Indiana, from that moment on, I was like, oh, I found my niche. I'm happy. I love this. This is me. I was like about the same age as my juniors and seniors in high school. I mean, I was like 21 or 22. And it was like, but it was rewarding. And that's what we're talking about, right? Exactly what we're talking about. Okay. So we've talked about steps to develop our life story. Now, you know, I think we kind of just need what's holding us back. Okay, let's talk about what holds people back. We've done many shows on what's holding us back. But what's holding us back with our life story? And I think one of the biggest things is lack of direction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, here's how people are living their life. They're like, it's like get in their car and they're saying, okay, we're going to live, we live in Florida and we're going to drive to Chicago, but we're, we're just going to go. We're just going to wing it. <laughs> we have we're no idea it. how to get there, but we're just going to get there. We're just going to wing it. And right. who knows which roads they're going to end up on, which directions they're going to go, how long it's going to take them, because we're just not going to use a map. We are not going to use our GPS. We are just doing the wing thing. Not not it's smart. Not very productive. Is Probably it? use a lot of gas getting there, and uh, maybe you know all kinds of bad things happen. But that's how we're living our life. That's a really good metaphor, because in this day of, of GPS, we all rely on that just to get around town. You know Absolutely. why? Because it's effective. It's easy. It's quick. It's effective. It talks to me while I'm driving. It helps us get to where we're trying to go. Sometimes we do. It does have the, we call it the Garmin long cut because it kind of takes you around the road a little more, but it's still getting you there. It's getting you there. It's got a purpose, doesn't it? Right. You put the purpose in that GPS. Put that address in and go. And that's the I purpose. I like that metaphor. That's a good one for our audience to hang on to. But- there you go. He's, he's got the bell down tonight. Bobby's got the bell down. Bobby's on it tonight. Yeah. But that's how we're living our lives. We're right. just getting in the car and we're going, okay, we're going to show up in Chicago. Right. Really? Or some people are just like, we're just going to get in the car and just drive somewhere. And they're just going all over because they don't really have a destination. 
We cannot live our lives like that and exactly. think we're going to have the life story we want to have at That's the end. That's right. That's exactly we right. can't do it. This is really good stuff, doctor. It really is. And so when we have direction, direction gives us purpose. There you go. Direction gives us meaning. And people need purpose. They love purpose. You know, they love a sense of accomplishing something. You know, you do this with your kids because they're still at that age. But I remember when I was a mother about your age and trying to teach the kids how to clean house, you know. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly tell you, my sons know how to clean house. My daughter, too. She's great at it. But my sons, you know. No, don't clean the toilet like that. Do this, you know, and giving them because I thought you never know what life's going to bring. And, you know, Mark stayed a bachelor a long time. And <gasps> Ryan went through a period of time where he was cleaning his own house, you know, for various reasons. And, hey, it, those things are important that we we build those things in our life story of things we might use later is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yes, because nothing's wasted. Nothing's wasted. And so we need that direction. We need to have that purpose. And because when we don't, that's when we're full of anxiety and depression. Right. Lives without purpose are lives that are depressed and anxious. Mm -hmm. And so that purpose and meaning is part of a really important part of who we are in our, in the human experience. Right. And so, so many of us, though, are rolling around. Yeah. No purpose, no meaning, no direction. We're just rolling it. Right. So if you're in the point where you're about ready to start a new career or a new job, you know, um, think it through. Is this the right place for you? You know, absolutely. Because some people are like, oh, I'll just take any old job or this job. And, you know, if you're in sometimes we just have to because that's where yeah, we are in life. We have to. But be careful and be mindful because every job, every experience writes into that life story. And you might be writing something you don't want in your life story. Right. There you go. Yeah. Very good. Uh, what about the uh, person who's saying, you know, I've got all these things that are keeping me from really writing the story I want to write, and one of them is my past because I have a lot of shame. What about that person out there, doctor, who is still feeling like they're suffering from the shame of their past? A lot of people walk in shame. Shame is toxic. Yes. Um, and shame is very debilitating. Um, because it's so internalized and they, they hold it in. It's shame is not something that is easily expressed or even worked through. Um, so what happens is this comes usually either from events that happen to them that make they've taken on the shame, wrongfully taken on the shame, right. or maybe even choices that they've made and they've given themselves that shame. And so the thing is, every part of our life experience writes into our story, but nothing is wasted. And there's a great quote. I love this quote. No one can go back and start a new beginning, but anyone can start today and make a new ending. Oh, that's good. Oh, you got to do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, Bobby and the audience, they thought it was great too. No one can go back and start a new beginning, but anyone can start today and make a new ending. Fantastic. Woo, that's good stuff. So no matter what our choices are, maybe we change careers at an at a age where most people don't. It's kind of cool that so many people are <coughs> retiring younger, maybe 65, and a lot of those people don't want to sit around the house or just play golf every day. They want to do something. And you hear about stories of people going back to a new career, second career. Oh, yes. And they go and they have so much to give because a lot of times when they take that second career, it's their passion. Right. Yes. You know, I've seen attorneys who've left their law practice and decided they want to be a chef. And that yes. was their passion. That was their passion. And they're just so 
just so enthralled with it. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It is so cool. But what I'm telling us is we don't have to wait to start writing that life story of our passion. Do it now. What's This is January of 2016. Do it now. What about the person who says, I am afraid to try anything new? There are people out there in our audience, doctor, who are absolutely stuck in a vat of fear. Fear-based, and it, it is absolutely one of the most debilitating things we can sit in. And experiencing fear is normal. We're human. We are all going to experience fear. There is nothing we can really say, you know, you shouldn't feel fearful. We we do. We There are unknowns. There are things that we're not sure of. Right. Fear is, everyone has it. But what do you do with it? Right. That's what we need to look at. So do it afraid. Do I know we've afraid. said this many times. Do it afraid. Do it afraid. Because here's the deal. There you go. I got another quote. <laughs> Here we go. She's got another one, Bobby. I'm a little quote girl today. Dale Carnegie, which I love. <laughs> All right. Oh, nice I drum like roll. the drum roll. Inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. Dale Carnegie. My parents took a Dale Carnegie course many, many years ago, and I went to a few sessions. Very impressed. I was very impressed as a teenager with this whole program. And I love this quote. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. Get busy. That's how you conquer fear. So it's okay to feel afraid. Don't feel shame about it. Just go get busy. Okay, I know I've given this example on the air before, but I'm going to give it again because my son, Mark, that I've been talking about tonight and his wife, Candy, and the dogs were with me for a week at Christmas. And at one point we were sitting talking and he goes, Mom, do you remember what you did to me when I was six? And I said, about what? What's the topic? And he goes, you know, when, when I was on the basketball team and the first game came, do you remember me telling that story before? And Mark said, Do you remember that day, Mom? That was a life-changing day for me. And I said, yes, I do, son. Let's see how you remember it. I want to hear your take. And he goes, well, I was supposed to be out on the court starting the game. And he said, I got really, really scared that I couldn't play very well. So I came over to you and I started crying. And I said, I can't do this. And he said, you know what you did? And I said, yeah, I remember. He said, you pushed me kind of not shoved me but you just kind of put your hands on my back and said go you can do it you're going to be fine and he said from that on time that moment on I love basketball I love baseball he said but honestly I think that that was a pivotal point in my life at age six and we just talked about this at Christmas but isn't that true that so so often we maybe need a little push we do we need somebody in our life to say you can do this you know, I love to be that for people. Hey, you know, be a coach for them. You can do this. You can do this. Doctor, when we started this show 16 months ago, right? Mm-hmm. Or more, 15, 17 months ago, you and I met at the Village Inn, and I said, here's my dream. Here's my vision. This is what I want to do. And it's going to be just us, you and me. And we're going to do this show. And you sat there and said... Oh, my gosh. That's what she said, That's Bobby. That's pretty much all I said. She I don't said, know. <laughs> I don't think I wow. can do this. She said, oh, my gosh. I've never been on the radio. I don't know if I can do this. I said, okay, this is coming from the person who raised three kids, still raising three kids, who uh, got her, you know, B, her ABA, master's, PhD. You're barely 40 years old. 
just turned 40 years old. All of that. This is a person who says you can't be on the radio, remember? I do so remember that moment. And I was so afraid. And I will never forget the first shows we did. I was so scared. <laughs> and look at you now. I know. And we even do wing it shows. We, 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 we just wing, come in and We do talking. wing it shows all <laughs> yeah. the time now, Bobby. We do, just for the heck of it. No, it, it's it's not just for the heck of it. We do it because it just is spontaneous and we want it. We Like tonight, we have a little bit of an outline, but usually we don't. We don't have much that we go by. The wing it shows are really fun, aren't they? They we, are. We never know we never what's going to happen. <laughs> but look what's happened. What did you do to conquer that fear? I came in here and That's I shot right. some shows. I did it afraid. <laughs> you did it afraid. You put the headphones on and you got the mic in front of you and you said, let's go. Yep. Let's go. So Wait. everyone's everyone's had that story here, I bet. A lot of a lot of people I Don't say. you think, Bobby? Absolutely. I think I even had that story. Really? Yeah. And you look at you, young engineer. Yeah. Used to sit in the chair right here watching uh, some engineer do it and now And now you're doing it. That's Sitting right. Here. And on Sunday afternoons for our Sunday show, I'm the one in the sh- chair right there engineering. Really? Yeah. I, I engineer our Sunday show. Yeah, every week. And I've been doing that for over a year, and I love it. And oh, it's, it's just fun engineering. So fun back here. But, you know, we can, we can let the what if this, what if that happens? Oh, I'm not good at that. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. What if, what if I don't have anything to say? What if I don't have an answer? You wing it. I mean, honestly... If we just let our limitations and our doubts and our worries, we'll never accomplish anything, doctor. No, we won't. We won't. And so let's do it afraid. Get out there. Just like Dale Carnegie says, don't sit home and think about it. Get out and get busy. I love that. It's just so action-oriented. It's the only way to conquer fear. But here's what I get. I get a lot of people, they come in my office and sit up, pull up a chair. Well... I can't. What if this happens? Oh, but 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 what about this? Oh, and if it didn't work, and what would people think? And what? Mm-hmm. And how and are you I, doing right now? Because and, you're and miserable. You? I can just see your face. What do you do? Just listening? I, I do listen. And Nodding. I'm like, okay. Well, mm-hmm. what if it happens? Okay. Is the world gonna stop turning? Okay. It might be a disaster. Okay. So what can you do if that happens? And they look at me. They never thought that far. They just thought of all the bad things that could occur. And then we have, now we have somewhere to work with. Right. All right, let's, let's write out all the bad things that can happen. Let's make a plan for every one of them. Now you know what you're going to do when that, if that happens. And what if you're successful? Yeah, wow. And they were like, what shocked. an idea. <laughs> I do that with real estate. When things are trying to, you know, pressure me, uh, you know, emotionally, mentally. Worry, fear. I'll just think of the worst case scenario. And how would I handle that? And then I get through it. I'm fine. So that really works. So people, you can do it afraid. You can't. But here's the deal. So many people want to go and talk about the fears, and then they need want others to coddle that fear. Oh, you're right. That could happen. That would be terrible. That is what they want. They need the coddling of the fears. And like a lot of parents, like I'm proud that you gave your son that encouragement because so many parents you know what they do. Oh, you're, you're yeah, right. That's you shouldn't fine, do this. Baby. This could Just be sit on my lap. Yes, yeah, we'll watch this thing. week. We'll watch. What no. would have happened? Your son might have never gone through life as successful as he had if he didn't have that first. And for him to just bring that up two weeks ago at Christmas and say, Mom, I was telling Candy this story, you know, his wife, you know, and what you did. And I said, tell me. I want to see how you remember it. <laughs> you and know? that was a milestone in his life. And it was just something milestone. in the very small corners of life that was just a moment you didn't even probably think too much about. It just happened it just in the happened. moment. Just and happened. that was a foundational cornerstone for him. For his life.
So, dear friends, things are not things don't happen to you by accident, and we need to take every one of those experiences and say, "I can learn from this. I can be better from it. I'm not going to get stuck in the in the mud, back in the pain of it. I am going to use it. Let I can use this for my betterment. Don't you think we can? Or wow. we can use it to help others and help them with a roadmap through something that might have been challenging and difficult. But you know what? Once we start getting on the other side, it's easy to say, you know what? I've been there and it stinks, but I got a flashlight. But- I'm going to come help you. <laughs> I had someone tell me that one time when I was going through a really difficult times. She's like, I- I've gotten over that hump. I'm not there where I need to be, but I'm going to come back with a flashlight and we're going to get over this together. <laughs> that is great. I love it. And that's helping others through difficult things. Developing your life story. It's so important that you take time and think this through. It's the first week of January. Sit down with a pen and a journal or something and start writing some of your goals and some of your purpose, what you want to do, what you want to be a year from now, six months from now. Would you agree? Absolutely. I agree. Start looking at where am I spending my time, my energy, energy, my money, because those are the things I believe. Is that where I want it to be? Mm -hmm. I like that. Am I going to be active or am I going to sit back and let life happen and cry? Woe is me. It's not the way I want it to be. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. We're at the end of the time. We got got to get out of here, doctor. I know. Hey, new topic next week. So tune in. Send your questions to us at 727-888- 4171 or if it's a long one and a lot of them are use our email goyard2014 at gmail.com and catch this show again this Saturday and Sunday right at noon on starcomradionetwork.com starcomradionetwork.com wow this has been fun great show to begin this new year and you are who? I'm Dr. Angel. <laughs> and I am Mama Mac, and it's been fun. We're out of here. Good See you night. next week. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen.